Welcome Burger in man. to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. You haven't hit me with that in a while. I know. Yeah. It's like, it's like, let's do this. <laughs> AJ and Rudo coming to you live as the Avs win the hockey game 2-1 to one over the St. Louis Blues. They're 3-0-1 in their last four. 3-1-1 uh, in this stretch of games where we said they really need to make up ground. That's really not that bad, despite, obviously, the way things played out in the game the other night. Yeah. And what's frustrating, you look at that, you said 3-1-1. Yep. Your losses to Chicago, yeah, and then your OTL is a four goal four goal blown lead, <laughs> and that's where that's where everybody is like so dramatic yeah. over the last two days. Yep, of like this team just doesn't have it. It's like golly, these the resu- actual results here are it's not not even bad. It's good results. Yeah, overall. <laughs> yeah, obviously some of how that bread got made you're unhappy with, but tonight. Well, no, there's some things you're unhappy with tonight, too. I think <laughs> fair enough. But let's get to the 60-second rundown for starters. No, she doesn't. All right, all right. I'll just count. Uh, the first period, the Avs actually pulled a magic trick. Riddle me this, Batman. How do you score three goals in a period, but the score is 1-1 at the end of the period? It's more like how do you create three goals? <laughs> I mean, they got period. scored. They just got taken back. Yeah, fair. They didn't score the one on themselves. Yeah. Either way, uh, the Avs do score the first goal. It gets removed for goalie interference. Then they score the first goal again. This time it counts Ryan Johansson at net front. And then they give up a goal to a shorthanded St. Louis team on their own power play. Mm. Nathan McKinnon pseudo extends his 20-game point streak, but didn't actually extend it. Yeah. So technically it dies. The second period, you might as well have watched paint dry outside of two specific opportunities that neither of which ended up in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. And then the third period was just kind of the continuation of the game until eventually a bounce goes the avalanche way and they win 2-1. Would you rather watch paint dry or grass grow? Oh, paint dry. Why? Because it'll be over way faster. Yeah? Yeah. Paint dries in like well, an evening. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying grass grow to a certain level. I'm just saying you're just sitting there watching I, it. Even, you can decide to leave whenever you want. Oh, well, but. then I would watch neither if I, there wasn't like a minimum time. But like... If you said, hey, you have to watch for like a minimum of two hours, you would see a discernible difference in the dried paint. I don't think you would be able to tell that the grass was any different. Yeah. So. Or like, or an iceberg melt. Oh, God. How many years you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, the way things are going, not many left, you know? <laughs> it, Why is Tiff being mean to me today? I'm literally just over here working. <laughs> So rude. She's being rude off mic. Uh, kind of a weird. She's drunk with power. Kind of a weird first period. <laughs> because the abs. She's kind of a bad first period. <laughs> Can we substitute weird for bad and then Dude. call that all three periods? The energy in this room right now is so weird. What is going on? <laughs> it's, it's way more. It's way more energy than was on oh, display true. in St. Louis tonight. True. The game, it was just, it was an awful <laughs> hockey game to sit through, man. Like, we know terrible. Just think of how much caffeine we normally consume and, like, how amped up we get. And, like, like we were just so bored this whole game. Like, really? It was, like. This is just energy left over. It's, it's like the energy didn't get depleted during the game. And so now all the reserve, you know, it's <laughs> emptying the tank. Again, neither team did that shit tonight. It was an awful hockey game. Neither team played well. It wasn't interesting. There was no flow to it. To to sum it up, at the end of the second period, shots were eighteen to twelve. 
high octane. What you had the high danger chances throughout the entire game were five to three. I think you said five v five. Yeah, in forty eight minutes of five v five time, it was five to three. Eight total in the game. Yeah, that is not good hockey. <laughs> it's just not good hockey. You remember in the pregame? Oh man, that is. A different flavor. <laughs> it's a strong orange. I just, it surprises me every time. Um, the better no. than this game, which was a lemon, so. <laughs> well played, sir. Well, well played. No, the, the, the eight, I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, eight high danger chances yeah, in the game eight, total. Eight high danger chances. It was just, I mean, it's just bad, man. Yep. It was just bad. The lack of, lack of efficiency. On both teams, certainly. First period of this game, kind of a weird one, right? The Avs are getting yes. outshot like six to one early in the game, but they technically scored a goal. It just gets taken off the board because yeah, Curtis sc- McDermott interfered with the goalie. Yeah, Josh Manson scores on their first shot of the game. It yeah. gets pulled off because Curtis McDermott just just far too casually runs into the goaltender. Yep. Not egregiously so. But he does it. But he makes contact. He wasn't pushed. We were like, well, Tory Krug kind of. It's like Tory Krug put his hand on his back. There was no shove. There was no. Oh, I know what I was going to say. We talked in the pregame yep. about how uh, the Avs, if they played a C game, it was going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Well, they played a C game. Georgiev played an A game. Yeah. And so it's all good. And St. Louis played a C game also. Yep. <laughs> Turns out Colorado C is better than St. Louis's C. <laughs> Take it where you can get it. Um uh, yeah, so I, I do want to give the Avs some credit for having the mental fortitude to have a goal taken off the board in the early part of this game. They're getting outshot pretty heavy. I, they ended like 14-4 to four in the first period. I'm not, yeah. not trying to say the Avs played well, no, but they were able to keep it together and get that first goal again. Yeah, the, the unit that you feel great about tonight is your penalty kill. Yep. Probably wins you this game. Killed multiple in the first period and then multiple more throughout the rest of the game. Yep. So. A-plus work on the penalty kill side. Uh, And the Avs' first goal is not anything fancy, as we'll get into the fancy stuff really was not working that well for the Avs' top guns. (laughs) Their fanciest play should have been a goal. Yeah, it wasn't, but... It was not. uh, But you score a goal by working a puck out of the corner, get it up to your point, guys, get a puck to the net, and then Ryan Johansson standing in front is able to chip it home. And it ultimately ends up being a two-point night from Rijo. Yeah. A weird, when you break down the specifics of it, it's a <laughs> weird goal. Yeah. Because, like, Byram throws it across to Manson. Yep. Who and Manson fumbles just, it. It does not. And then he yeah. just throws it up the wall. And Drew just, just, like, throws, throws it at the throws net. Throws it towards the net. Yeah. And it's just everybody, like, making, like, a basic safe, like, well, just trying to. Just trying to get rid of this puck before I lose it, yeah. kind of thing. And it ends up in a as in a goal. Yeah. Rigel just And there's some fortune there. Bennington makes a save on Drew and the rebound bounces into Falk's like body area and comes yeah. out, but that's what happens when pucks go to those areas. It just you know, the, if there's one thing that you absolutely can say happened tonight, the Avs got the breaks. Oh, for sure. The the bounces, the calls, the it all felt like it really went in, in the Avalanche's favor. Yep. There is there's a lot of things that broke the Avs way. The Avs have had plenty of games where that is the opposite. So I don't apologize and take no. what you can get and run. We always say you never apologize for success. Yep. It's it is what it is. You got a couple of good breaks and it ended up in a win for you. Yep. Right, Joe. A two point night. 
I don't think you or I particularly loved his game outside of the nice finish on the goal. Great play on the uh, game winner. Sure. Good faceoff win. Sure. And then he also made a nice play to help set up his own goal yeah. along the wall. Yep. There are there are things to like there. And obviously a, a guy that had two points in 14 games. Just got two points in one game. Two yeah. points <laughs> in a night where the abs only score twice and win. <laughs> Probably your second star of the night. Probably. Also, shout out Leah from PHNX hanging out. Yeah, I guess beating the Blues does help you guys, which you guys were winning last time I checked. So I know Clayton Keller scored because my phone buzzed. There you go. Always checking the fantasy team. But two points is great. You need Raijo to start producing more immediately. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, we talked on the our show yesterday where I was like, you got to move him. I, I <laughs> despite the the production tonight, I stand by that. Oh, of course. And and that's the re, the reality I want to make here is yes, two points is great. If he continues to produce at the over the next ten games, maybe you've you've changed your mind on that conversation. But right now, this has to be the start of a run for Raijo. It has to, to be a start of a Drew in like yeah. I have settled in. Yep. I have found my comfort zone. I've got a role here. That's what it would it would have to be that. He would basically, it would have to be up until the, from now until the deadline. Yep. It Pretty much. In order to be like, you know what? I think we're okay here. Mm-hmm. He would have to have like 20 points in the next 25 games where you're like, okay. You can live with that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. And the conversation remains tough tonight, right? Because yes, Rajo did have a multi-point night. You also watched Jared Bednar play fourth line guys more minutes than Rajo tonight. Yeah, on a night where he was your 2C, he plays yeah. 13 and a half minutes. And he gets two points. I don't know that you can ask him to do more than he did tonight. Yeah. But it's clear that the him doing what he does successfully, him producing goals, has not earned the trust from Jared Bednar. Yeah. So I I don't know how you solve that problem with Rijo if even when he has a two-point night, you can't play him. Yeah. I just it's a it remains a tough spot. Look, I'm all for it. I hope Rijo figures it out. I hope he can fill that role. Yeah. I also expect he, this to not be what you just said of a, a nice run for him. Yeah, the, the hard part here is that even on a two point night, yeah. You're like, did he do much? It doesn't feel like he had a ton of opportunities created. It doesn't feel well, the like the team he, didn't. So you that, know he that's didn't. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I think they only created. Uh, I'd have to go back and double check, but I think it was like eleven scoring chances. It wasn't a lot. Uh, they average more than twenty. Yep. <laughs> so you know, like it's they didn't do anything offensively tonight, and you are looking at a lineup and you are going, yeah, it's banged up right now. Mm-hmm. There are a handful of guys in your lineup that you would not play oh, if yeah. you were all hands on deck. McDermott is not in your lineup. Kibi Ranta's either the 12 forward or not in your lineup. Yeah. And Ben Myers is probably not in your lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Forget the, the back end who's also missing Sam Gerard still. Like, you're just a little all over the place. And yeah. And the Gerard thing is getting more and more interesting because. When he came back to the team, we had talked about Sam Malinsky as like, you you want to find a way here. Yeah. You want to find a way to make this work with him. He'd been so good. Yep. He was not good against Arizona. And there were so many other things that we didn't really talk about it. And he was awful tonight. Yeah. It he was, was 
awful. He got pretty caved in his own zone. Yeah. And we're watching him. We're like, God, Sam Malinsky's really having a hard time yep. here. So he's really facing his first like extended. It's, it's like three or four games now. Yep. Stretch of poor play. Yep. Now he has to dig out of it. These things happen. You're in the NHL, you know, but now he has to dig out of it. These are the kinds of stretches that Jared Bednar and the Avalanche coaching staff have been loath to sit through with young players in recent years. Yep. They, what makes Sam Malinsky different or will he be different or will this be, will Gerard coming back at some point we expect soon be the X for Sam? Yeah. Yeah. There um, can only be you, one Sam. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say you're, you're doing a Sam for Sam <laughs> lineup swap here. Cause right now, you know, you're not, with the way Malinsky has played these last couple of games, if you really wanted to run a 12-6, Malinsky is the obvious guy coming out. Because let's be realistic here. Jack Johnson's not that guy. It, it's, it would be a major surprise if Sam Gerrard slots back into the lineup at the expense of Jack Johnson. It's the same story that we've had with Oscar Olausen over the last couple of seasons, right? Oscar Olausen is not the guy you call up to play on your fourth line. You're not setting himself up for success there. Yeah. And what the ads ask out of their bottom pairing is sound defensive hockey. Yeah. And, Take care of that zone. And the reality is Sam Malinsky's a rookie defenseman who's still learning defensive coverages at NHL yeah. speed. And like, whose best attributes are in the offensive zone. Yep. Like it's just a misfit for what you want in that role. Now, you know, we'll talk more about this when the Gerard thing either happens or becomes real, whatever. Yeah. But uh, for my money, I would roll 11-7. I would cut McDermott out of it. and so You're losing a grand total of four minutes of ice time a night, five yeah. minutes of ice time a night like if you're, you're running that? You barely have to You bar you barely have to make an adjustment to your forward core. Yep. That's, what, two extra shifts for your wings well, on that for side? A, a variety of guys yeah. that could do it. Yep. Because it is a wing. It's not a center spot. Yep. So. That's how I would do it. I don't hate it. I don't know if that's what they'll do. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but Molinsky playing as poorly as he did tonight. What was an opportunity for him to maybe play his way into a spot has become he hasn't really seized it. It's a bad time for him with yeah. Gerard like skating with the team and traveling with the team. It's yeah. a bad time for him to go through a lull. Yep. Um, back to this game. Yeah, they're up one nothing. They've survived a couple of penalty kills. They go on the power play. Oh Lord! And Nathan McKinnon just gives a puck away in the middle of his own blue line. You could tell the discomfort with how they entered the zone because yep. it was McCarr. Yep. McCarr gets the entry. McCarr's down low, and there's nobody out in the middle of the ice, high in the zone, to yep. replace McCarr. And McKinnon is so accustomed to getting just that puck pretty much in the same situation. High up on the wall right there where a guy is attacking him. And then he just blindly turns and puts it in the middle of the ice. Usually Kale McCarr is there. Yeah. But because Kale McCarr was the entry on it, he's down low. That's the Avs' favorite play is F it. McCarr's over there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and and McKinnon just throws it to Rob Robert Thomas, who's just like, thank you. Okay. <laughs> and he goes down. He makes a good move. And he beats Georgiev. Yep. And like... You're not getting him upset with your game no, on that. It's a I mean, clean breakaway, on. dog. Oh, come on. Against arguably St. Louis's best forward? This year, I would say, yeah, 
there, right there. On any given day, it could be Cairo, it could be Bushnevich, whatever. Yeah. But you're splitting hairs here. Yeah. yeah. Not the guy you want to give a breakaway to. Yeah. Let alone it being shorthanded. Yeah. And and he doesn't work for it. He it's not a good it, play. It's, it's just a, a gift. Shot. It's just a gift. You literally just were like, have a breakaway, sir. Yep. And your goalie's like, what the shit, dude? <laughs> You're not helping. Yeah, like, come on. I'm doing what I can to keep us in this thing. And and, and look, I think we'll have some positives to talk about, too. But on the other side of this, the Avs power play goes negative one tonight. Your PK was fantastic. Bailed you out of a bunch of situations. And your power play made this game harder than it had to be. Yeah, for your for yourselves, you you just never seized the opportunity that was given to you. Honestly, you look at Colorado's best players, and we talked in this pregame. Like yep. this is going to be you're going to lean heavily on them tonight. It was bad. <sighs> it was bad. <sighs> they directly cost you one goal. Yeah. So to, to get a to get a win out of a night where your top line is this bad and your depth was this banged up. Yep. Eh, the the NHL doesn't make sense sometimes. Well, you know, and and maybe it's, this is what they. Well, I don't know about the Abs, but maybe this is low key what Georgiev needed. A little busier game. Yep. A game where they really were like, "Hey, we need to lean on you." I had this thought in the third period when they hadn't given up. A, they've given up. We were talking about yeah, it. They gave up oh, four like, shots in the second period. Yeah, yeah, they had given up. It was a twenty-six minute stretch where they. I think they gave up five total. Yep. And it was like, he's getting bored back there. This has been a problem. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Here we go. And then the third period happens, and there's a whole flurry, and you're like, all right. He's good. He's great. Yep. yep. He was solid. really good, man. He was really good all game long. So St. Louis helped by blowing their best scoring chances sure. outside of there the one breakaway. There were a couple of big whiffs mm-hmm. on St. Louis's side. There was yep. at least one big whiff on the Av side, too, though. So at the end of the day, Georgiev was one save better than the other guy. And a game where he gives up one goal, and I think it ended up being 29 shots. It's finally... I got to 30. Did it get to 30? Yeah. So finally something that looks good in the the score sheet as well on the stats. Yeah, 29 to 30 night is like... Yep. That'll help the save percentage a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. I my how much credit it's do too you too early for that? How much credit do you give Georgiev for tonight? <laughs> how much of this was hey, Georgiev played really well and he won this game for the Avs, and how much of this is Georgiev made the saves he needed to and St. Louis just didn't execute very well? I'm giving it to Georgiev. Okay. It's not on him, but he can only sh- stop the shots that he faces, right? Yep. That's so, true. You know, I'm the Avs certainly didn't give him much goal support. So. No, I didn't give him shit, man. <laughs> Gave him enough to win and no and, more. Well, and and this is their second two to one win of the year. Mm-hmm. The other one being the Sharks. Yep, in that fiasco yeah, of the a 50 shootout shot game. Yeah, yeah. where you had no business being getting beyond regulation. Game, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's that's a. This feels like exactly what you wanted to see out of Alexander Georgiev. Yeah. And against a, a, a solid offensive club, too. St. Louis has their problems, and there's no way that the Avs should have struggled to produce offensively as much as they did against that shitty-ass defense. But you also limited them. So. But, yeah, you limited them. You made Georgiev's life easier, and the one big freebie that you hand away yep. is what gets to the back of the net. Yep. 
he doesn't give anything away. And for the most part, as a club, you make them work. And, and that's it's a good formula. Even beyond Georgiev, yes, the Avs give away that freebie on the power or on their own power play. Yeah. They get heavily outshot in the first period, but then mm-hmm. they come back. They don't spiral out of this game because of a yeah. stupid mistake. They're able to stay in it. Yeah. And the only reason that the shots ended up where they really did was because the Avs got the 2 1 and yeah. then. You're, you're so yeah. late in the game at that point that you're just like it's two minutes where yep they kind of shooting gallery it up but a nothing, whole nothing of low percentage yeah. yeah nothing really dangerous in that yep uh, in that portion of the game so you felt like that team defense continued to be solid made your game's life a little easier and again nothing free he didn't give anything away he didn't give up a softy he doesn't give up one where you're like yep. Exactly. Just just like that. That's that would be the sound I would have made had yeah. he given up one. Yeah. When they I don't even remember who it was, but they had that wraparound chance and I was like, Don't you do go. that up again? <laughs> don't you do it. <laughs> it's it's funny. Sometimes NHL games, the team that makes the less mistakes wins. That that was tonight. And gets the bounces. This was a yep. bounces won you a hockey game kind of thing. And it was oh, all right. Take it and run. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, thanks for the two points, suckers. But if your six game losing streak on the road is over, yep. their four game home winning streak is oh, over. Oh. Everybody yep. in the universe wins when Jordan Bennington loses in regulation, especially. True. No argument there. Uh, if you feel like you're about to get the bounces, maybe head on over to Circa Sportsbook. Get yourself in on some gambling action. If you are heading to Vegas, Circa, a fantastic place to stay. <sighs> You can go to CircaSports.com today and check out with code DNVR20 to get 20% off your stay. All sorts of amazing amenities there. Stadium Swim. They're the only uh, adult-only casino in Vegas. So, you know, if you want to go and not be deal with kids the whole time you're there. How so nice the, was that when we were there? Yeah, no kidding. Didn't have to deal with a bunch of kids running around. Yeah. Uh, it, look, it's a fun place to go if you saw our... Uh, off-season stuff with the rookie tournament. We were there. Super cool place to go check out. Uh, we loved it there. They also have their own uh, sports betting app as well, which you can download from CircusSports.com. Uh, go get that. Sign up today. Of course, you must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ProblemGamblingColorado.com today. And then when you win a little bit of extra cash... Buy yourself some ads tickets over at game time. Maybe that's where you can get your tickets to go to the game in Vegas, if that's your thing, if you want to catch the abs there. When you sign up with code DNVR at game time, you get $20 off your first purchase, and game time guarantees you will get the best prices on tickets, however you want to sort them out. There's a ton of ways you can save money, whether you use the section selector, you wait for last-minute game day deals. Uh, even if you find tickets cheaper somewhere else, Game time will refund you 110% of the price. So game time has you covered no matter what for any sporting event, any event really at all. If it's got tickets, you can buy them on game time. Go check them out. Get the game time app. There's a link down in the description to download today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Second period of this game. Really nothing happened. Right, all right, all right. Two things happened. The St. Louis chance we talked about where they just missed an open net. And the abs chance where Miko Rantanen just misses an open net. Yeah. And uh, other than that, you might as well have been staring at static for the entire second period. Yeah. Unbelievably boring. 
I don't know what that, I really don't have anything else to say about the second. It happened. <laughs> it did happen. Uh, third period of this hockey game. It was higher event than the second period. Before Miko, the goals. The, that Miko one frustrated me. I think, yeah, you were you you were grinding on it a lot about how deep he slid out. Yeah, yeah. because you're watching as that play develops, and Rantanen is just, he's not skating forward anymore. He's looking at Makar. Yep. And he's he's put himself in the perfect position. All he has to do is just stop. And yeah. he just keeps drifting and drifting and drifting closer to the blue line. He's taking his own angle away for no reason. There's no defender near him. Yep. There was no reason for him to do it. I think... Um, I'm 99% sure it's a subconscious thing. Where I'm you're not, sure, yeah. He's not paying attention to it. He's just like, he had slowed his momentum and was, he was, it's, it was like a boat with no oars. Yep. You know, it's just drifting. Yep. But he drifted enough that the angle becomes a whole lot more difficult. It, he made it yeah. a lot more complicated for himself. And is it a perfect pass from a car? No. But it's good enough. But give me a break, yeah. dude. That has to be a goal. It's a 50-goal scorer over there. Like, the, the, if you could pick one guy on your team for Makar to make that pass to, it's Miko Rantanen. Yep. So the, that he made it just a, just ever so slightly more complicated than he needed it to was the difference. Yep. And then, you know, you miss your chances. If the Evs lose that game, we're looking at that as a turning point in the game. Definitely. And then late in the period when the Blues are on the power play, they get Justin Falk on the back door, who gets all of it. It's a tap-in. And, and he, he just shanks it. Yeah, All wide, dude. Yep. All wide. Is that Which was pretty funny. It, it was a weird night too because you've you had watched to that point McKinnon missed the net missed the net missed the net had a handful of of missed opportunities of his own mm. Mm. and then St Louis is doing that the other way and well that's yeah. how you get a one one snooze yeah. fest of a hockey game I guess Pavel Buchnevich is not yeah. gonna sleep tonight yeah that guy boofed some great chances from the middle of the multiple ice multiple windups from yeah. good spots that yeah. did not go we didn't even have to make a save yep. we were just like ugh. If a goalie, if a goalie's doing that to you, it's one thing. Yep. And it was like that on both sides. It's not like Jordan Bennington was fantastic tonight. It's not like Alexander Georgiev was unbelievable. <laughs> the best scoring chances just weren't on net. Yep. They missed. <laughs> yeah. They actively missed. Did not need to have saves made. And the ones that they did make, you're like, good save. Yep. Georgiev, again. He deserves a ton of credit for tonight. He made a number of very nice saves for the ads, even if some of them were after the play was blown dead and nobody knew it. But yeah, I don't know what that was. There were two weird plays tonight with that and the penalty shot out of and, nowhere. And, and that's where I was going to get to next. Uh, first of all, apparently it's a penalty shot if you throw something at the puck. <laughs> Secondly, he didn't really throw his stick at the puck, did he? He really didn't, but it was clearly broken, and yeah, he swipes at it. For, and it like, had they called the penalty of playing with a broken stick? Totally. Get That's it. what the call should have been. Yeah. It should not have been a penalty shot for throwing something at the puck. I Very, very strange call. Man, we should we should have a timer for every postgame pod with the board. and see how long it takes uh, every... Yeah, to, to, to bring up Nazem Kadri's name in our postgame chat. <laughs> And just see compared to in wins, how long it takes versus losses. <laughs> anyway, What's gonna happen? I, I, 
You can want Kadri as much as you want. The Avs can't fit a $7 million contract on their books. It just <laughs> well, and you're not keeping that guy till he's 38. There's a million the, more the, reasons. The but. money was never really the problem there. It was a I, problem, but it wasn't the problem. Yeah, and, and now they've spent that money elsewhere. Mechanically, you just can't. <laughs> yeah, you. it's... Yeah, the Kadri the thing is just wish casting. Yep. So, in a serious retconning of history that is taking place. Yep. So had they wanted him on that contract, they would have paid him. Yeah. That contract. They they, they probably could have gotten away with six million over seven years. It was a seven years that they were like, no. So anyway, back to the people that played in this hockey game. I it was a team that just felt a little bit all over the place tonight. Obviously, your stars weren't great. It derailed you on the penalty shot. No, yeah, I mean. I don't know. Do you even want that penalty shot? Like, yes. I, no, I think this is a legitimate question. Do you think a Kale McCarr penalty shot scores more often than your roughly 25% power play? In the third period of a game where I've seen how my top guys have played for the first two fair, periods, fair. I am taking that penalty shot. Okay, fair. I don't have an argument against I that. Think, I think on like a, you know. A like night a, where your power play doesn't look like butt? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like the Ottawa game where you're like, <laughs> no, we'll take the power play, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. The, the, you're right. You're right. The power play was awful today. Your uh, best guys just played like shit. Yeah. So yep. it was, you know, including Kale McCarr. Yep. And so I'm just like, just get it over with, man. You're either going to score or you're not. I mean, we don't need two minutes where Nathan McKinnon might make an incredibly <laughs> dumb decision again. And lose you the game. Yeah. There's no, there's no giving up a goal on a penalty <laughs> shot. There's no... Short-handed penalty shot opportunity. You don't think it should be like a soccer penalty shot, where like they everyone has to stand at the blue line and then play as live after this mm. initial save is made. No, they should definitely do that. I'm all here for it. That sounds uh, yeah. Uh, that Kuznetsov shit would end real fast. <laughs> You're not going in that slowly anymore. When people are chasing you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, also. Just be fun. Yeah, I'm here for I'm here for the fun. Uh, trying to trying to I- inject some kind of fun into this horrible. Hockey. A little bit more fun into it outside of the. Oh, hey, they're getting a power play. All right, cool. And we come back from commercial break, and it's Kale's at the center ice. And by everyone's himself. like, "What?" And Robert Thomas is like screaming at a, at a referee, and you're like, "What is taking place right now?" <laughs> and yeah. then we never saw the call that went against the Avs later, which is allegedly a hold on Miles Wood. Not that. You know, whatever. The refs were what they were tonight. I don't really care. Uh, yeah. yeah, I really... Officiating tonight, I don't think... The, the the biggest break in the game was that weird-ass penalty shot. Yep. But that's it. They went Colorado's way. And Puck didn't lie on that one, so fair enough. Yeah, well... McCarr made damn sure it wasn't about the lie with that <laughs> weak-ass right bullshit. Into his yeah, dude. <laughs> there was no move there. There was no move. Uh, and then you get the, the game-winning goal late in the third period. It, it's credited to Devon Taves right now. Probably will end up being his. Who knows? I'm, I would have to go look to really yeah. examine the bounce that it gets off the front guys in front of the net. I but. think it's off of the skate of the defenseman. So just sure. from what I saw, it's Taves' goal. It'll stay Taves' goal. Yep. If it gets changed to Miles Wood. Q. And, and Let's see if it has already. And anyone who's watched hockey for long enough 
knew that that was exactly how this game was going to end. Yeah, it was very predictable. It didn't have to be the Avs scoring the goal, but you knew it was just going to be some bounce off some shit. That it, because neither of these teams played well enough to win this game with a real goal. Still takes this goal. There you go. So, Yahtzee. The Avs gave themselves a chance to get a bounce. They got it. They win a hockey game. It's, I don't know. Life's just not that complicated sometimes. Yeah. Even if you didn't play great, even if you don't love it, even if it was boring, the Avs get the win. Ugh, was it boring? Is that all we care about tonight? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a... <laughs> it's kind of a shit hockey game. It was. It was. You'd rather win a shit hockey game than lose. True. You know, you had a you had a two-game road trip against division opponents. You walk you out with three or four points. Yeah. That's not bad. A 750 points percentage. Even, even if even if you can look at it and be like, it should have been 100. You're right. You will right. still win your division with a 750 points percentage. You're right. <laughs> but they got the two in the night that they were in. You know. Sometimes not. the bread's ugly, but it still tastes good. Yeah. Put it that way. Because, you know, we you always eating, ask how the bread gets made. You out, you out here eating ugly bread? Oh, totally. If it tastes good, I don't care what it looks like. Where the hell are you getting ugly bread from? I choose not to answer. All right. Now, you, now, now I'm... Is this what it's like when I'm cagey with people? Because exactly. now my, my my intrigue has gone way up because I'm like, do you have like a bread dealer? Like behind like in your HOA, do you have like you went on like a you went on, on like next, next door, door and found somebody that was like selling their yeah, she whack lives ass with me. bread and it doesn't look good at all, but it tastes incredible. She lives with me, so Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Damn, somebody lives with you and your wife? That's <laughs> now we're learning all kinds of shit. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Look, coming off of the loss that you did, I just don't <clears throat> think you can complain about how it how you get the rebound win. Yeah, no way. Did they play as well? And and you're gonna have games like this. Yep. Winning in the games like this is great. They haven't really had a game this ineffective through 60 minutes in yep. quite a while, but they and they win it. Yep. You're golden, man. A, a, a quiet, sneaky thing. I think we talked about it a lot at the start of the year when the Avs were on that hot streak. Yeah. But good teams win games that they're in. They find a way to win yeah. the game in the style that it just falls into yeah. on any given night. When you're when you're eight minutes to play in the third period of a one-one game, you can't go back and replay the first fifty-two minutes of it. Yep. You just have the final eight minutes to try and find a way to something. So you keep it simple. You have to do <laughs> you have to do some you have to do like the little things. And how do they win the game? They get an offensive zone face off. Rigel gets down at 30, wins that thing back. That taps it back to Taves, yeah. and he fires it towards the net, and you get a bounce. You get lucky. Yep. It happens. It's going to happen to the Avs. It has happened to the Avs. Yep. Happened arguably. I mean, there was terrible play leading up to it, but Coyote's got a bounce to win the game yeah. in overtime the other night. Literally, a guy skates into a puck that bounces straight <laughs> up in the air. Yeah, right. <laughs> like... For me, I'm like you're good, and you get two points out of that uh, out of this trade. You're a pl- you're a plus one. You lose the one point, but you get two here. Yep, great. Hard to be mad. Hard to be mad at that. Yeah, boy math. 
I, I did call the score three goals in a game in a period and it'd be tied one, one hockey math earlier on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, is what it is. Uh, look, I don't know how much longer this podcast is going to be because this was a boring, terrible hockey game. So yeah, let me talk about this really quick because we are brought to you by Breckenridge distillery. Uh, you can get your award-winning whiskey today. Maybe it would have made this game more interesting if I pounded a bunch of Breckenridge Distillery for every missed open net. Or if you're just throwing back some black market bread and you need <laughs> something to chase it with. You need some whiskey bread? Exactly. Yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. Exactly. <laughs> get your alcohol from Breckenridge Distillery. They have more than just whiskey. They have a new vodka. They're the official bourbon of the DN or the, the Denver Broncos even. Uh, and they have a fantastic restaurant if you're ever uh, in Breckenridge. Go check them out. You can go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com today to see all of their alcohols and order and have it delivered from their online menu. Uh, also brought to you by College Invest, which, look, we all know it's important. You always got to be aware of your money. And the earlier you start saving for college, the earlier it's going to need to be. So whether it's for your child or for someone you know, you can start your savings plan today and College Invest will make it easy and super flexible to do what you want with your money. So flexible. Yeah? Okay, I was just being supportive. I, I haven't been flexible in a very long time myself. So I haven't been financially flexible my entire oh, never. life. Never, yeah. Not not one day since I started checking my own bank account have I been financially flexible. The, so we we finally started making money for ten milliseconds, and then we're like, you know what we should do? Take out a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I in love a terrible my house, but, a terrible housing market. Yeah, we we bought pretty close to the peak. <laughs> yeah, in an incredibly predatory housing market. <laughs> Let's make a 40-year commitment. So get College Invest and make your kids smarter than me. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> they can take an economics class <laughs> in which you'll be one of the subjects yeah. in the book saying, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Go to collegeinvest.org to open your account today. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, we have a few super chats to get to as well as some other favorites. That... Oh, yeah. 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 We'll, t- we'll do questions. Yeah. Whoever's we, here, whatever's on their mind. Do we see a trade sooner or what? What? What were you saying? Whatever's on people's mind. Oh, okay. I, do we see a trade sooner or later from Saki Sam? Uh, I mean, yes. I am confident the Avs will make a trade. I would expect later. it to be closer to the deadline. Yeah. But uh, there will be a trade at some point. I would be shocked if the Avs don't make more moves this year. Also, historically speaking, the Avs have made a deadline deal. At least like, like 18 years in a row no, or something? you're in like 23 right yeah, now. Yeah, like okay. it's, it's been almost every year they've been in Denver, they've made a deadline deal. Sometimes it's an AHL guy for an this AHL guy. This also counts <laughs> like last year's deal where they got that weird uh, Gustav, whatever his name yeah. was, the Swedish guy from the Rangers. I can't even so. remember his last name. Um, also, like and like Lars Eller counted. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I guess so. Uh, GX says, what do you think will change the most when Gerard is back? Um, less that, pressure on Bowen Byram. So two things about Gerard. Certainly less pressure on Bowen Byram. Um, they also are going to get that baseline level of play from Gerard, which is uh, it is inarguable that he produces consistently solid underlying results. Mm-hmm. Just based on the numbers. From so. from. January on mm-hmm. from last year, because the start of his year last year it was, was it was yeah. terrible. But from January on of last year, he was he was 
good. Yep. He was really good in that playoff series, too. Yep. Uh, and then his first 15 games this year, he was quite good. He needs to be a little better offensively. He just needs to produce more. But <clears throat> 15 games, as we've talked about, it can come and go. As you've seen with Josh Manson, right? Who I think got... Uh, he snagged an assist tonight on the Rijos goal. Mm-hmm. And all 10 of his points have come in the last like 12 games or something. Like he's yep. Offensively, it's been hilarious. Yeah. For that guy. He's had the walk-in wrist shot goal play like four times <laughs> yeah, in the last the, three games. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, he had that goal taken away. Right. Like, <laughs> so, um, you know, with Gerard, you're talking about a baseline level of play um, that you aren't getting out of Caleb Jones and Sam Malinsky where you know nine out of ten nights, we'll say eight out of ten nights, you're getting at minimum this level. Yep. You're getting a, just a solid, reliable secondary, uh, second-pairing guy. Add some stability. Take away some of the brain farts that the yeah. have had. You also, your PK has been pretty good, but you take Bowen Byram off of that and you put Sam Gerrard on it, your PK gets better. Yep. And if you go from a really good PK to an elite PK, that's a great thing for you. True. You know, and it's not that Sam Gerrard is such a good PK guy that he alone does that, but you already have a really, really good PK. And he makes it better. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. And, and the other aspect of the Gerard thing, we don't know how long he's been fighting some of the inner demons. Right. How much of the random downturn in his play that happened two years yeah. ago and the, the kind of roller coaster play a result it, of those demons it, that he's been going through? It may end up being totally unrelated, but you're looking Maybe. a couple seasons ago with a guy who's one point away from a 40 point year. Yeah. And you're like, hmm. Well, and he had unbelievable underlines those first couple of years of his career where you yep. were like, this guy might be a top 30 defenseman in the entire NHL. Yep. He was insanely good. Yep. And then seemingly overnight, he was the struggle yeah. started and we kind of just grew to accept. All right. He's a second pairing guy Yep. because that's where he settled in. If he is if he has used the program effectively and put that stuff behind him. And he is the absolute best version of himself. How much better is his play? It may not be any better. We don't know. Yeah. He may continue to be that that guy that will absolutely cause some people to freak out because he'll make a big mistake and it'll end up in the back of the net. But he'll have people like me being like, look at these, look at these numbers. Look at, look at the actual data. Look at the actual on-ice results when he's out there. Yep. And all these things are in Colorado's favor. Except for the goals, which, you know, if you if you boil it down to being that bottom line and that's all you care about, then that's all you care about. You can only you can only ever make that argument for sure. everyone. Yep. So, you know, I, I think with Gerard, it, those are the two things that I'm keeping an eye on that he makes the defense better. And I'm just curious. Yep. If this stuff is behind him, does he take does his game take off to a, a little bit of a higher level? Because if it does, that helps. And if it doesn't, he's still a quite good NHL player. It's just one more bag in the or tool in the bag, right? If Bowen Byram's not playing well on a night, you can cut yeah. his minutes. If Kale McCarr's not feeling a hundred percent on a night, you can play Gerard a little bit more. Yeah, things and like that. This twenty game absence is roughly twenty game absence that he's had. Um, Bowen Byram didn't do enough. Agree. I'm with you. Just has he has not done enough to say I need to continue to play 20 minutes every single night. Yep. Uh next question. Why are dogs' noses wet? Science. 
Boom. Got him. Uh, next question. If the Avs do go after a Colton-type player, who would you like the Avs to target? Realistically, I would like the Avs to target a more surefire center than a Ross Colton-type, right? You would like them to go get a bona fide 2C. Yeah. Um, who is that? I, what is that? Right. I... <laughs> If you actually sit down and you go through 32 depth charts in the NHL, you'll find some good two, two second line centers out there. But how many? Almost can you get? all of yeah. them have a major red flag in terms of you either don't want to trade for that guy because yep. of a Nazem Kadri like age he contract. Has a, he has a contract until he's 38 yep. years old making premium money. Yep. No. Uh, or it's, yeah. Why would they give William you that Carlson's yeah. a great second line center? <laughs> Vegas isn't trading that guy to you. Yep. So it's it's hard to find. You know, everybody loves to talk about Boone Jenner, but Boone Jenner's the captain. Yeah. In, unless you bowl over Columbus with an irresponsible offer for a good, not great player, you're probably not prying Boone Jenner out of there. Yep. Uh. So what do you do? It's just go go look at 32 depth charts in the I guess 31 other depth charts in the NHL. It's hard to find targets, man. It, it just it's it's hard. When you when you take it seriously, when you reality check yourself and look at the players that are actually available that the Avs can actually afford yeah. and the players that actually make sense, the list is pretty darn short. Yeah, and it's why you have a conversation about an Elias Lindholm, mm -hmm. you know, like a a guy that is miscast as a top line center on a mediocre team. Yep. And you say, well, if we put him in Colorado as the second line center, he's it's a far more appropriate role for him. Yep. And just see how it goes. Obviously, you can't know until it happens, but yeah. And there's an awful lot of reasons, you know, data, playing styles, whatever that suggest it would be quite a good fit. Yep. But he's also going to be wildly expensive via trade, and you know that his contract demands are such that you probably can't keep him. Yep, it it would be a rental. For, for all we know, Calgary could pick up the phone and say, "Hey, we want seven first round picks," and then it, it's just not happening. Yeah, and even if you decided you were like, if it goes amazingly, and you decide he's only twenty nine years old, we yep. can keep him. This is not Kadri. We can keep this guy. All right, you gave him $9 million a year. Now you're doing major surgery on your defense. Yep. You know, you're, okay, great. You got rid of Ryan Johansson. You yep. got rid of Josh Manson. Yeah, and now you still need more. Yeah, you, did you also get rid of Bowen? Did you also turn around and get rid of Bowen Byram this summer or Sam Gerrard this summer? Right. Because it's not just as easy as, okay, we got the $9 million. You need to get to like $12 million yep. just as a minimum to bring other guys in. So it's hard. It's a really hard problem to have. It is. It, not an enviable position. Yeah. Uh, next question. Where is Eric? He is on vacation, but he'll be back for Sunday's game. Yeah, he took Max to BU. Yep. I only heard baby and was like, what the fuck did she just say? <laughs> yep. He's got to go play big boy hockey now. Yeah. Uh, Good luck to him. It's awesome. Yeah, totally. We'll be keeping an eye on. Yep. Uh, and then Christian asks your thoughts on Kuznetsov. Nah. Good career. Yep. Absolutely no interest if that's what this question is. He, he's, no, 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 no. You know how everyone 
is super concerned about Jonathan Druin's defensive ability. That's Evgeny Kuznetsov times like four for me. <laughs> yeah, well, and a guy that, you know, with Jonathan Druin, when he got here, it was, can he do this? Yep. Not, uh, not he has to do this. Not, yeah. not like, is he... Not is he? Does he give a shit enough? You know, does do, is he engaged yep. enough? It's just we know he has the talent. Is he in the right place to be yeah. able to succeed? Yeah, yeah. And he's also really expensive. That's more my problem. Like, are you really gonna? You're getting a guy that you just have no idea what you're gonna get out of for that price, as opposed yeah. to a Jonathan Druin, which costs you 850k. 850 is 850, 825. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 800, 800 some odd k um, for for Jonathan Druin, and he has far outplayed that. Yep, far outplayed that deal. Where if Kuznetsov gives you anything less than great, he will underplay his deal. Yeah, in the same way that Ryan Johansson has just. Just because he was brought in to be such an important part of the team. Jonathan Druin was brought in to be like maybe a middle six wing. Yep. Maybe this works. Yep. And then it's worked. It has. Yeah, it has. Uh, and then we have three super chats here, all from Banks, I believe. Oh, he, he, he double sent them. Thank you very much for all the money, Banks. Uh, he says, first of all, to preface, Blues are one of four teams I don't care. Process sucks. Just win. Fast forward, the game was ass, but we won and fuck the Blues. Go, Avs. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been the whole show, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then your other super chat is also, is this a jumping off point for Georgiev? I hope so. But we also hope the first Arizona game was that. Um, yeah, we hope that the uh, third period of the Ottawa game was then. Yep. And then, you know, we just keep, he'll have a good performance where we're like, is this it? Is this it? And it hasn't been it. So yep. hopefully this is. Yeah, it would be great if this was it. Yeah, it it has to get better. And it was better tonight. So simple math on that one, I guess. I don't need to explain it to you. Ah, we are brought to you by the folks over at Red Hawk Roofing. If you've sprung a leak, they've got you covered, even if it is off a weird bounce. Red Hawk Roofing will take care of it. They are available 24-7. They take emergency calls. So if something crazy happens on the spot, they can come out and fix it up for you. Also, even if you have nothing wrong, they will give you a free inspection with pictures and all that stuff. So get them out. Have them take a look at your roof just to make sure everything's all good. It costs you nothing. And if there is something wrong, they can get it fixed for you. Give a call to Red Hawk Roofing. Go to redhawkroofing.com today to get them to come out and get your roof looking pristine. Then we're also brought to you by Snarfs. Uh, fantastic little uh, delicious sandwiches there. You were going to go there today before you were late. So it's the way to go. There's 11 different locations here whoa, in whoa, Colorado. Whoa. I wasn't late. I just didn't have enough time for Snarfs. You would have been late if you went to Snarfs. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Don't be casting aspersions in my direction, sir. That's Tiff's job. <laughs> uh, Snarf's delicious sandwiches. Right now, we have them all the time for our pregame meals. They're they're great. You can't go wrong. You can get whatever they have on the menu, and you will enjoy it, ranging from something as simple as a ham and cheese to the crazy fancy stuff. You can get all sorts of different mixes and meats and salads and lettuce and, and all sorts of craziness on there. So go check them out. Hit up a local Snarfs near you today and get yourself some great sandwiches. That's all I got. 
<laughs> a, a game that a week from now I'm not even going to remember, to be honest with you. I might just because it was awful to sit through, <laughs> but two weeks from now, nope. <laughs> it is out of the memory bank, man. It is gone. On to the next one, the last one of 2023 for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully yeah. they finish the year strong. Uh, I mean, you <laughs> really are like, all right, you really should, you should win, win that, that game. One. Yep. Should really. I I fully expect Ivan Prosvitov gets that start. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, the Avs don't have a two-day break again until. January is a tough month, man. Yeah, until the uh, 11th and 12th. Yeah. Yep. What the shit, dude? And then the next one is the All-Star break, I think, after yeah. that. Yeah. Because they go on that uh, six-game road trip out east. Yep. And then they come back. Oh, actually, no. They have. I think they have three days off, then they play two games, and they have the All-Star break. Is, okay, so, like, they <laughs> so they'll be well-rested yeah, for their rest. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. You guys are one short of the like, and we're up in Studio B anyway, so I don't think we have shots around. Yeah. But we do appreciate the likes. Uh well, they hit 100, and I'm not opening that bottle. AJ will do a shot of his pop right now. Go get My yourself Ollie an Ollie pop. Slam it. Slam it. He's not. That was close to a shot's worth no of, of drink. So that's what you'll get. Yeah. We do appreciate y'all. Studio B, blame the nuggets. True. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> also, they got things didn't go their way tonight. So I did they finish that way? I I just knew they were down twenty at the start of the fourth. Did they? So anyway, we got the uh, enjoyable win, even if the game itself was quite. Boring. I'm getting really tired of both teams right? not Can they being just allowed win on the to same freaking yeah. day. Yeah, I know. So dumb. Happy for them. We are. I'm happy for those beats. Like those are both good college yeah. basketball teams. CSU might be really good. And yeah. I live in mortal fear of one of them playing Kansas in the and tournament and beating you, them. And you're never hearing the end of yeah. it. Yeah. And then like RK will only ever mention that to me for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I'm like, they had Kansas will roll into the Big Twelve next year and go twelve and zero against <laughs> them for the next decade. And I'll be like, yeah, what bitch? And he'll just be like, yeah, but what about that tournament game? <laughs> and I'll just be like, oh my. God, it's hard to argue with these people. We appreciate y'all. We're out of here for this one. We're off tomorrow. You will see us Sunday, New Year's Eve for the Avs game, though. So tune into that one. We are done. And one last time, we'll see you again this year. We all silly like the mayor. 